Welcome to the My Intimacy Therapist podcast. I'm therapist and coach, Shade Giovanni. If you want to feel less anxiety in your relationships and enjoy a confident and spiritual intimate life, you're in the right place. So grab a cup of tea and a warm blanket and let's talk intimacy. What should you do when you feel a sense of urgency that has to do with your partner and the relationship? What should you do when you need them to respond right now or else you're not going to be okay? (laughs) So let's start with this. A lot of the time, the urgency that we feel is imagined. (gasps) Hold on. I'm not invalidating your feelings. I'm asking you to redirect how you understand your feelings. Just because you feel an emotion that is strong and intense does not mean that that equates to the level of urgency of the situation. Let me say that another way. The issue here is that you're feeling an intense, oh, not even issue. The occurrence here is that you're feeling an intense emotion that is unpleasant. There may or may not actually be an issue that is at (laughs) threat level midnight. (laughs) If you watch The Office, that is what just came to mind. And so I said that. Anyway, I'm being serious again. You might feel that the urgency is at a red level or a level five threat. But do your best cognitively in your mind to change that narrative and instead see it as, okay, my emotions themselves, the intensity which with which I'm feeling them, those are at level five. When you can make that shift, it it takes the the power of the situation away from being based on what your partner does or does not do, and it places it back in your sphere of influence, so to speak, in your control. Because if the concern here is just that my emotions are really high, then good. That gives me information about what I need to pay attention to. And the answer is I need to pay attention to myself, to my mind, to my heart, to the inner child in me, some might say. What I do not need to be doing is monitoring every single inch of my partner's moves. I do not need to be checking my phone and looking at the time lapsed since the past text. I do not need to be rereading text messages. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Let's not do that anymore, guys. I don't need to be demanding someone else to show up in a certain way. If you really think about it, all these things we do when we feel urgency, um, So in the psychology world, I guess, they're called protest behaviors. So think of the little kid 
in Target. Why not? And they see cookies and they're like, Mom, can I have a cookie? Mom says no. And they start getting louder and throwing tantrums until finally they get what they want. And Mommy gives them the cookie. Sometimes we do that in our adult relationships. We, we have our form of throwing temper tantrums to try to get our partner's attention again. What could that look like? It depends on you. It could be over-texting, excessive calling. It could be you blowing up at them, yelling, getting angry. And this, these are the subtle ones now. It could even be the silent treatment. Yeah. The silent treatment is a form of protest behavior to try to get our partner's attention when we feel intense emotions that we mistake for the urgency of the situation. But as much as we feel that our partner's response is going to be exactly the cure that we need in that moment, oh, it's, it's not, not necessarily. And it also gives your partner control of your emotions if only they have what can help you to feel centered and calm and like yourself again. And that means you are forever linked to their behavior. Oh, that sounds so exhausting. And honestly, if you're listening to this right now, you've probably been there, done that, felt that, could write the book about it. So instead, what if we learn to self-soothe when we feel intense, unpleasant emotions? when we feel the urgency of just wanting to not have those unpleasant emotions in our body? How do we learn how to self-soothe? I'm glad you asked. (laughs) This is an experience that I think, this is where therapy comes in, because a therapist is going to be able to talk with you about your specific journey and what you, what's going to, help work for you. It's a collaborative relationship therapy, but right now I'm just kind of talking at you. So I'll throw some ideas out. You grab what you want. I like to think of self-soothing in terms of mind, body, and soul. And I also would put this under self-care. Mind. If your mind is overwhelmed or flooded, you might need to step into a different story. Story walking is what I personally call it because I use this for myself. If I'm not able to calm down my racing thoughts, um, I'll read a book with an interesting story and narrative or, hey, I'm okay with the Netflix option. Or, um, you know, being around friends where I'm focused on them And it kind of allows me to step out of the story where I'm the center of the universe and my pain and my urgency and my emotions are the center of the universe. And I step into a completely different narrative, which alleviates the tension I was feeling and it takes away that feeling of urgency. 
story walking. And that's part of the mind. Another option for your mind is journaling. Write out all of your thoughts, like just just go for it. Say all the things that you would be sending in that text message or would be yelling instead of actually doing that. Write it down, look at it. Are you proud of your work? <laughs> it's okay. Your your raw emotions are valid and welcome here, but as far as communication goes, we want to make healthy choices, right? So those are some ideas for your mind. Body. Hmm, I think body is the one that's most often talked about with self-soothing and self-care, but that's your bubble bath. That's your high-intensity workout. That's really great for clearing the mind. That's going for a jog. Hmm, what else would I put in body? Ooh, lotioning your skin. It's so mindful. I love it. Yoga. Yeah, things that get your body moving and you're focusing on movement, not on what's going on. You're racing thoughts inside your head. And soul, soul and spirit. This looks different for everyone, but that could be prayer. It could be doing a Bible study. It could be drowning in worship music. Just turning the music up in your headphones and just getting lost in it. So think about what you would need to self-soothe realistically when your feelings are intense and unpleasant and everything feels urgent. If you can step away from the situation for, I mean, I guess it depends on the situation, but if you can step away for like an hour or 30 minutes, it may give your body and mind enough time to just settle down a couple of notches. You think you could do that? Set a plan in place that you know will help you whenever everything feels urgent. So for me personally, I turn off my phone. (laughs) It's got to go off because part of my reactivity is wanting to go into fix it mode. And remember what I said, what we feel is urgent isn't actually that urgent. And so my whole assessment of the situation is going to be off. So to help myself, I turn off my phone or I just, you know, throw it across the room and and step away from it for a bit so that it's not in eyesight. Do you know that just having that phone there, that visual of the screen, it just sets your whole body on edge because you're waiting for it to light up. (laughs) Now, people in relationships, married people, I told you that I was going to use a kind of dating example, but when you are in a relationship, a lot of the times, some of these triggers might be happening in person. And as a side note, please do not have serious conversations over text, even if you're married. Thank you. Tone cannot be understood through text. It's so easy for that to go sideways. Just just don't do it, you know? Say, hey, we'll talk about this when you get back home. Cool. 
But how do you handle urgency when the person's right in front of you? Or it's bedtime and they're rolled over because they want to go to sleep, but you feel like you need to talk about it right now. Again, this is where therapy comes in. Because if you can do couples therapy and you two can come up with a system for how you can let the person, your partner know, this is important to me. Can we please come back to that? And your partner to let you know, you know, whatever way they want to respond to that, to assure and reaffirm you while also saying, I need, I need space right now. That's what you guys need to, to decide. But since it's just you, I'm talking to, hmm. I would suggest, um, just kind of calling out the pink elephant in the room as a way to take the steering wheel over the turbulent emotions that you're feeling. So instead of being reactive and just going off and calling them this name, that name or whatever, just <laughs> almost read it like it's a script in Hollywood. Like, babe, I'm getting really angry. I'm getting to a place where I don't feel like I'm going to be able to respond to you well. Like I really want to say something mean to hurt you but I don't want to because I love you. I just, I'm having trouble with that right now. Or maybe it's something like, I'm scared. Hmm. Can you imagine that? That's what's really going on. That's why we feel it's so urgent to fix it right now is because we're scared of what will happen if we don't, if they'll leave, if they won't love us anymore, if it'll be irreparable. What if we tried honesty? It's quiet in the house and the thing you argued about yesterday hasn't been resolved yet. What kind of humility would it take for you to come to your partner and say, I'm scared. I'm not saying that you've said any of these things to me, but I just feel like you might not love me anymore or that you don't want to be with me and I don't know what to do. You can never control or dictate your partner's response. All you can do is stay in your lane and, and be in alignment with the person that you want to be. So as long as you've done your part, you can feel some semblance of um, security and rest just in you continuing to be who you want to be. I can't tell you what your partner's going to respond as and I'm not going to come at you with the, oh, do this thing and your partner will definitely do this. No, uh, no, come on. We've experienced by now that that's not true. But you, you choose to be healthy. You choose to be constructive. You choose to be loving, even with turbulence. And hey, something's got to change. 
when you change the pieces of any part of the equation, you do something different, something else has to shift in response. It's just the law of the universe. So here's my invitation for you. I say the word invitation because I don't like the word homework because it makes it sound like this is school and it's something you have to do and blah, 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 blah. No. Invitation is, is just that. Take it or leave it. It's up to you. I would like to invite you to journal out ways that you know you can self-soothe and I guess the clinical term is regulate when you're feeling intense, unpleasant emotions and the situation feels urgent. And hey, if you can do that and, and slowly and slowly each day get better and better at, at choosing this, this is conflict resolution. You're doing it. You're learning it no matter what generational um, patterns you inherited. You're, you're changing it day by day. So please don't look at it like Oh, if I can't be perfect at this or if I messed up, that means all my progress is out the window. Not at all. We're going for a net positive. You might do really well with self-soothing one day and you might completely forget about it another. <laughs> or, you know, it might be that your times of getting super activated are less frequent and less intense over time. We're going for long game here. That's what intimacy is. Intimacy is long game. It is slow burn. It is learning. So, I believe in you. <laughs> Even if you don't believe in yourself, the mere fact that you're listening to this and having an open heart means something. I believe in you. You can do this. And remember who you are. You are fully seen, fully known, and fully loved. Until next time. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for spending some quality time here with me listening to this episode. If you are not already on Instagram, following along, I am on there at my intimacy therapist. Post so much good stuff and videos and intimacy tips for you to save and, and use later. But if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone that you care about or leave me a review on Apple, what's it called? Apple Tunes? iTunes? <laughs> Apple Podcasts. <laughs> I am a PC person. Also, FYI, I have a PC and an Android, so forgive me. Anyway, thank you. Be well.